This is the Policy of His podcast. I'm your host, John Schwabish. There are important and consequential issues to discuss when it comes to technological differences and disparities across different groups, such as gender and race, different ethnicities, differences across countries. These are all important issues when, it, when we think about using data and when we think about visualizing our data. And so I'm really excited to have my guest today, Moral Porkazami. And much of Moral's work is about challenges and differences in different minorities and challenges in the Middle East. So Moral, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you for inviting me. Great to see you again. I think we met first at Visualize, right? We did, yeah. yeah. We had a great conversation after my talk. That's Fantastic. right. About the, uh, about the infamous data perv. Absolutely. One of my favorite <laughs> lines from the conference. We're going to get to that because it's super important. And um, I think uh, your work really tries to get at a lot of that. So let's, let's talk about that a bit. But um, let me ask you first to maybe introduce yourself a little bit for folks who aren't familiar with your work. Sure. Uh, so I'm a designer, uh, classic graphic design background, and I have an MA and a BA, and I made, I studied in, in Germany. Um, but I tried, with my MA, I, I tried uh, focusing a little more on, on data visualization. So that is also where I am right now. Right. And with uh, Visualize, you're sort of not just creating, but also sort of oh, yeah, building these networks, oh, right? God. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so this is where I ended up from speaking about my work. I am currently also curating yeah. visualized conferences, um, whether they are independently organized or the main event in New York, um, which is super exciting. Yeah. Because you get, you get to know all of these cool people. Yeah, you, you sort of know everybody. Yeah, it's you're great. Like, it's a great like, position to be in. Yeah, no, it is. It's great. <laughs> Um, so I want to start by talking about your uh, project with uh, Deep, the Deep Lab project. It was in December, right, of, of last year. You were in Pittsburgh at the Studio for Creative Inquiry, Carnegie Mellon. It seems like, of what I've read, a group of designers, software engineers, data viz folks, hackers, all sort of working on um, sort of critical assessments of, of digital culture. So can you tell me a little bit about the, about the project? Yeah, sure. So this was initiated by Adi Wagenicht, um, who is a new media artist um, and sort of the director of the Deep Lab. Um, it's a, it's the idea is to bring together a bunch of women, awesome women, who work in the field of um, art and technology, and to focus on issues such as internet security, um, online privacy, and also and also the the name Deep Lab comes comes from the deep web, basically. Right, right. So so we're getting together. We got together at the CMU um, together with Golan. Um, and, or basically he, he, we were at his studio, um, for a week to create projects and texts and ideas all around these internet issues, um, well, privacy and security issues. So what came out of it was a book, um, that we made. It basically in five days only. Yeah. Um, it has 240 pages and several uh, chapters that are written by the members of the Deep Lab. Mm -hmm. um, and another really cool thing that came out of it is a documentary um, and 
a series of lectures at the CMU. Everything right. is also online and you can watch it, which is cool. So what was the experience working with, um, you know, so how many women were, were, were there for the week, the five days? Uh, at the CMU, how many people were there? Um, we are, what's the total of, of us? We are... I gotta re I gotta count this real quick. Uh, three, four, five. I can I can just say the names too. So oh, it's yeah. Addy Wagenicht, Alison Birch, um, Claire Evans, uh, who wasn't there, unfortunately, but she contributed mm -hmm. to the book. Um, not uh, being there, but that's absolutely cool. Denise Caruso, Harlow Holmes, Ingrid Burrington, Kate Crawford, uh, Jen Lowe, um, Jillian York. Lindsay Lowen, Laurie Cranor, Maddie Varner, myself, and Runa, um, Sandy from the Tor Project. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of others were there too, so I would say we, we are around 15, 15 founding members. Um, and we are uh, also meant to grow. We are not going to just stay. Oh, okay, so it's group. not like a one-off. No, but um, exactly. So this is something that we are currently sort of establishing or yeah. figuring out um, that we, I mean, this was, for us, it was clear from the beginning um, that we wanted to uh, recruit more, more right. Deep Lab members. Um, yeah, so, so that this is it. That's so, so I guess I have, well, lots of questions really, but <laughs> let me, yeah. so what, um, was there like a, a driving sort of like single goal or issue or, or was it sort of like, let's just talk about contemporary culture, digital culture, um, or was there sort of like one single like goal or point or issue you wanted to address? So this was a really interesting process that we had there because we did not have one single goal. That we, the goal was to make a book mm -hmm. and a documentary. Okay. But what was it, what would come in the book? Yeah, we didn't know in the beginning. Even so, so we came. We all came to the space, and sat around the table and thought, "What are we going to do now?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but it was. I mean, this way it was so free and it was so. You, you know, you didn't. We we had to create the boundaries for ourselves, which was. It's always challenging, but it's always also really a lot of fun. Right. Um. And so through that, we basically brainstormed a lot about topics that are interesting for us and things that we want to do as hackers, as designers, as researchers. And we tried to merge some of those ideas. Um, and so we had a couple of group works and a couple of individual works, but then everything came together in, in the book. Um, and it kind of tuned in very well. Right, so the tonality of it is quite similar, and there's not a lot of, um, you know, there's not a, a lot of, uh, um, how can you say, oh English. <laughs> well, let's say it was just uh, a good collaboration, um, especially not having worked with any of these women before, mm -hmm. um, to have come together and being able to make a book in this incredibly short amount of time right, right. Um, and getting it print ready by the end 
which was also nuts. <laughs> I bet, yeah. And what was the experience like of like working with? I mean, I don't know all of these, all of the participants. I only know uh, a few of them, but I mean, I've looked through most of their their you know portfolios for a lot of them. I mean, right. some incredible work that that many of them do. Um, what was that experience like? And I guess I guess a, one question is, did you feel like was there was there having like fifteen you know really smart women in a room? Was that both liberating but also like are we missing some viewpoints was this there a is, double edge to it or or it was like no 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 this is good there's no guys here this is really good <laughs> <laughs> well that first of all yes <laughs> that was good to just have women around but um you know there's this thing that we women have and we we like to feel we don't know i don't know if we can say that we like to feel that but we tend to feel humiliated by each other mm-hmm. if there are too many awesome people around so that was <laughs> Um, the, everyone was just so humbled and like so so happy to be there and at the same time um, we were just uh, looking up to each other and that yeah. was the, the atmosphere was just insane I mean it was probably one of the most beautiful experiences I had in my life yeah. um, and then and in this short amount of time, you're not only being creative together and productive together, but you're getting to know the people too. Yeah. And um, let me tell you, all of these women are so fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Um, and I can say that it wasn't only for the Deep Lab, but we all made, we became really good friends. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, so that is also part of the drive that, that we have together and why we also want to take it forward is that there's just such a great energy between us and it's very important also for future members to um, to not just be a member, right? So the personalities are also super important to yeah. fit our crew, basically. Right. So yeah. so I, I spoke with uh, Eric Klotz from Visualize a couple weeks ago and we talked about some of the challenges that we've had, the three of us really, of, of pulling together this Visualize political data conference in D.C., um, in a week or so, and of getting sort of, and, the, and and he sort of felt like, and I agree, like the gender balance in sort of data visualization seems to be pretty good. Um, there's a lot of women doing like really impressive stuff, but my guess would be, and just from, you know, not really being in this, in that culture of software engineer and hackers, um, soft, you know, that sort of group, I mean, at least I know in economics, it's a very male dominated mm. um, uh Oh, yeah. So I wonder, like, did you, did you, did you all sort of talk about the differences in in these various fields of the of the gender balance, or was it mostly just focused on sort of the deep, you know, the security and the privacy and the gender issues were sort of just like, you know, undercurrent. I think even in this, prof- uh, this part of prof- like branch or genre, you can say. Um, there is a there is still a lot more men than women. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I don't feel like I don't know if I can speak for everyone. But I, me as a woman, I don't feel um, I don't feel bad about. Um, or no, let me phrase this in a better way. This could backfire. <laughs> um, so what do I want to say? I want to say that um, being a woman in this field, um, let's call it art and technology and data viz, right? Sure. Um, 
is indeed pleasant. Like you know, it's not you're you're well yeah received. Like you, nobody really disses you. Yeah. Um. And so I think Eric is right. There's in database there's a good balance. I think mm -hmm. the gender balance is great. Yeah. Um, and art and technology too. Mm -hmm. um, be now also being in the deep lab, I learned a lot more about the scene too, and I I, um, I know a lot more people, a lot more more women who who do uh, who are in the field of art and technology, and boy, their work is respected. Yeah. It's you know there's this is a place like I think is. Um, Data visualization and the field of art and technology, those, they are um, sort of part of the solution, solution, can you say that, something, something like that? Like, this is something that other genres could learn from, right? Right, right. So, yeah, so maybe it is so, a solution, yeah. Yeah, so um, looking at, Eric was also completely right that it was difficult to, oops, sorry, to find um, women to speak at the, Political events, right. that is true. Um, but look at Resonate, for example. I just came back from, from Belgrade. Mm -hmm. um, there was a great balance and and really kick-ass women on yeah. stage. And Zach Lieberman also, he was there too. And he he quoted just women in his presentation. Interesting, yeah. And that, was, that felt great. Yeah. You know, that, that just, I mean, especially him being part of this big scene. Right. Um, he also mentioned the deep lab. Um, and so you can see that um, although it it's, um, doesn't feel that, we don't really, I don't feel marginalized as a woman in the field, right? right? right. But it's still important to have initiatives like the deep lab. Sure, absolutely, um, yeah. And and you can see it, you can you can feel and see it by the responses we get from it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and Deep Lab ha having become this really cool thing is um, is proof for for us to for, for everyone to basically to realize that we're still not done yet, yeah. <laughs> even yeah, yeah, yeah. in our field, yeah, right? Right, right, right. Okay, so good luck cutting this. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so let's let me let's 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 totally shift gears. Um, let's shift gears. So so a lot of your work deals with the Middle East. You have done a lot of work on culture and politics in Iran, Iran Iranian internet freedom, issues on minorities. So let me ask this uh, philosophical question. Um, so do, can data visualization, and I, I, I feel like data visualization is sort of a broad, I'm using a sort of a broad thing here, but can data visualization change the world? Can it, can it impact the way we, we, we think about things? I guess the, the sort of, the, the real question is, can, can visualizing data in better ways, can it actually make an impact? How much time do we have left? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not enough. That is, that is for sure. Okay, maybe that needs a second. Yeah, it's gonna need a second edition. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a conference about it, maybe. Let's do a conference about this. Yeah, we, I mean, <laughs> and I, and you know, I don't even know how to measure it. I mean, I know Enrico Bertini is really interested in like what makes an effective visualization, and I don't know. I mean, I think for me, an effective visualization ultimately ends up changing some policy, right? Like. That's but, the ultimate goal, right? But, that, but that's an impossible bar. That's an impossible metric. 
Yeah, I wonder. I I wonder how many of our works has changed something in the in politics. Right. I, you know, this. I think that the first step. Okay, so this is a really long conversation, but I'm trying to keep it short. Um, there are a couple of things that are interesting, right? So, how much of our work? Um, I think if we would go down a level from the from policies going to to just individual level, mm-hmm. that's where we can start, right? So, if somebody looks at your at your work, um, do they what do they take away from it? Do they learn something from it? Right, and I, I'm not sure if data visualization is a tool that we can only measure after several years or something like that because that you know you're you're trans, tr- uh, you're uh, delivering knowledge in, in in a visual way and you hope that people learn from it and change their behavior from it or just how can you measure awareness that's probably the yeah. other question right yeah, so yeah. those people who have successfully digested your um, your visualization, how can you measure that they have um, learned from it? I think that's the, because it's not only just looking at a piece and then um, waiting for change to happen because there are so many steps in between, right? Right, right. So, um, and I think even data visualization is just one node in this, in the string of actions that have to be, or that are part of, part of the process of change right change is also such a big word right so is that is is change actually something that is realistic to achieve or do we even have to step down from that a little bit right you know and then also coming um thinking about the future of graphic design or the present of graphic design um and i think stephanie posovic has said it too um, at Resonate, that she sees um, data as her medium, right? And mm-hmm. there was, I think there was also either Wired or, um, I think it was a Wired article where they said that data is becoming the new medium for designers. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does that mean, you know? So, yeah. so we are, it informs the form as um, Stephanie um, really wisely uh, says, um, but what kind of forms do we want to shape, right? Yeah. So do it, and and so this is where it gets even more meta. Your yeah. <laughs> because data visualization is not only educational, but it's also fun, and it's also cool, and it looks great, and right. it can be art, and it can be this, and it can be that, right? Yeah. So this is where we're moving to, towards. There's so much we can we can create can with do, data. Right, with data, yeah. So I think in order to, if we talk about change, we would have to slice and start categorizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do, we, because, what do we actually mean by change? And right. So data art, I don't think it can change. It can just it uh, can just make culture. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's definitely you know um, data art is is culture. Yeah. Um, and so is data visualization as a whole. You know, it's it's whew, difficult topic. No, it's a difficult um, one, and and because there's so many different people doing so many different types of data visualization, it's sort of hard to say. Like, if you're a uh, you know a five thirty eight or a Vox or a New York Times, your goals are different than if you are a advocate or if you're a nonprofit or if you're a government agency. Like, those are all different goals, and 
If yeah. You're, if you're if you're a newspaper or or a media group, you are trying to you know inform people. But if you're a government agency, you're trying to have politicians maybe change their behavior in some way. That's right. This is another thing that comes in, in that pe- we would have to take into account is what is your aimed output, right? right. Do you want, do you want it to work on Twitter? Well, then right. it's just a bar chart, then yeah, yeah. or it's something you know it's yeah. something that is easily digestible, which is fine, you know. But that bar chart, I doubt it will change anything, you right. know. <laughs> right, that's right, that's right. And and the projects that I see that, you know, you tell me, John, you tell me what projects have stuck into your mind, like the projects that are unforgettable for you and that you keep referring back to as good examples of data visualization. Right, and so I can do that and I can give you my list, but I'm probably a bad example because, um, because I use them, I talk about them over and over again because I teach, but, but there are ones <laughs> that like stick in my head like Periscopics, GunViz, uh, Pitches, DronesViz, of course they came at the same time, the Wall Street Journal one that came out a little while ago on, um, on different vaccines, um, the Guardian did one a few years ago on, on uh, gay rights in the United States. I mean, there are a few that have stuck with me, but do they stick with me because those I'm interested in those issues? Um, hmm. Do they stick with me because they're, they're great sort of pieces of work in visualization? I, I don't know. And, of course, that's why we have uh, academics sort of doing more and more, I think, of this research. That's, that's really interesting. Um, those are exactly my, my favorite works too (laughs) and we did not set that up beforehand that was that was awesome (laughs) yeah so those are also like when when i i have so so when i went to orange county this this year to visit my relatives they asked me what do you do and i tried to explain it it was difficult i said okay you know what i'm just going to show you pictures now Mm -hmm. that will be easier for you to understand so i started off with showing them a few of my works and then and then they really you know people who have this is also one thing that we have to take into account again which is not everybody knows what data visualization yeah is. yeah that's right yeah for us it's so you know we totally know what it is and it's it's part of our lives yeah but for the ordinary audience or it's called it's just just a majority of people it's the majority of people we're just going to be honest about yeah, yeah, that yeah. no it's, that's right there's a majority of they people. look at it they look at it and um I showed them the drones piece from Wes and Pitch Interactive, and they were they were probably in a shock for 15 minutes after they saw the piece, yeah. after they interacted with it. Yeah. So, and then I kept on showing them different examples, motion graphics, and um, there's one about soil um, that I showed them, and also their kids, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, so... Demographics again. Demographics matter. Yep, absolutely. Matter too. Yeah. So motion graphics work very well for kids because it's easy to easily you know if it's done in yeah in a child you know you right. don't know what it's yeah so so that can be appealing for them and they were paying attention all the time yeah so they weren't yeah. distracted just even a second and um, it was actually fascinating for me to to just watch how they were just getting all of this um, and asking questions after it because that's what you I mean this is what I think is the best thing yeah that further sort of interaction with the with the generating more questions and more interest yeah generating more questions is super important yeah if you get that if you get people to do that you're on the right path yeah I think that's right 
Well, um, this has been great. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for inviting me, and it was great to speak to you. Great, and <laughs> thanks to everyone out there for listening. If you have questions or comments or people you'd like to hear from, please let me know. You can send me an email or hit me up on Twitter or visit the website at policyviz.com. I'm John Schwabish, and this has been the PolicyViz Podcast. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.